my name is Dr. Tram Jones. Starting in December 2019, my wife and I lived in Haiti. Recently, given the current insecurity, we are out of the country, but we continue to support and work with our partner clinic, Miss Poitie Moon, with its 53 employees on the ground in the city of Bouquet, Haiti. It was September of last year. It had been another difficult week in terms of security in Bouquet, our home city. Police and the gang had been fighting ferociously throughout the downtown area. That day, I had a Haitian Creole lesson with my teacher. To try to perfect the language, we often watch YouTube videos together and pick out the vocabulary. We were watching a video of the local gang leader addressing the population. It was his gang members that were fighting the police at that very moment. In the video posted that morning, his speech was simple. He mumbled, but it was not hard to understand the actual words he was using. He was, like most of the population, uneducated. But he was talking in parables, proverb after proverb. Everyone in Haiti, especially the poor, speak in proverbs. Even gangsters can barely have a conversation without waxing eloquent in old adages. These are ways to convey meaning to youngsters, but also for Haitians to express shared values. We Americans do this to a certain extent. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't count your chickens till they hatch. More than one way to skin a cat. A country's proverbs can tell a lot about it and what its people think about themselves. The gangster had finished his little impromptu press conference by saying that all the disorder in the streets were good for him. He loved the kidnapping, the violence, the lack of structure. Bois qui est papé vapé. In English, this translates to the wooden spoon doesn't fear the vapor from the pot. Its meaning is that if something is your profession, you can't exactly fear the hard parts. There are hundreds of Haitian proverbs, but today we're going to talk about some of the more popular ones from my region and what they tell us about Haiti. Shita pa bai. This translates to sitting around doesn't give anything. It's so popular that it is the Creole translation for the title of Haiti's most celebrated book, Masters of the Dew. And in Haiti, this proverb is true. To survive in Haiti, you can't sit around. There are very few salaried, stable jobs, and these are highly sought after and achieved primarily with connections. Everyone else has to hustle. Find some way to make a living. Drive down the street towards our clinic, and you'll see women selling bread, avocados, shoes. Every 20 feet, you'll see a rubber man who will fix your tire, a man with a little gas can to fill up your tank, a young adolescent with a motorcycle willing to take you wherever. Everyone is pushing. Everyone is hustling. As I mentioned in the past, there's no Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, disability insurance, health insurance, or EBT. You have no choice but to do what you can. Constitution c'est papier, bayonet c'est fait. It means the Constitution is paper, the bayonet is steel. Haiti is currently on its 23rd Constitution in its 218 years of existence. Let us just take a second to remember how remarkable it is that the United States is still on its first constitution. Not just in Haiti, but all around the world, this is pretty uncommon. Even France, depending on how you count it, is on its 15th or 16th constitution. In Haiti's tumultuous 200 years from independence to the first democratically elected president, each successive government would raise an army, take power, and then write a new constitution. This became the expectation. And tradition in government is important. In the United States, we have more than 200 years of obeying our Constitution. It is embedded in our DNA. But in a lot of places in the world, might makes right. You can have all the lawyers you want, but a soldier makes the rules. 
Daemon Genmon. Beyond Mountains, There Are Mountains. This is the title to the famous biography of Paul Farmer, a doctor to the poor of Haiti. It means that once you surmount one problem, another problem will come up. If you've ever traveled in rural Haiti, you'll have a vision for this. To put the mountains in Haiti into perspective, one day we headed from sea level to the mountains above Port-au-Prince. Within just 10 miles as the crow flies, we had gone from the sea to 6,000 feet, higher than Denver. And as you reach these heights, you look out and there are mountain peaks as far as the eye can see. Frequently, my patients with anemia will tell me that their first symptom was not being able to climb mountains. Scrambling up peaks is ingrained in the Haitian experience. But just as mountains are inherent to Haiti, so are challenges. This is clearly true on a macro level. The 2010 earthquake was followed by a cholera outbreak, was followed by hurricanes, was followed by gas crises, then political crises, and gang crises. But it's also true on the micro level. Every Haitian must turn to face the next new challenge as soon as they're finished with the current ones. This proverb serves as an expectation setter. To me, nothing is worse than unexpected difficulties. If I go into a situation with my eyes wide open that there will be challenges, I can be somewhat ready for it. If you go into Haiti thinking that life is going to be a piece of cake, you're going to have a lifetime of disappointment. Nous c'est la main, nous pas qu'un We are the sea, we wash away dirt. In this parable, the dirt represents secrets. Haitians despise secrets. If you are in true partnership with Haitians, if they view you and you view them as equals, you will learn what I'm talking about. If a Haitian has a problem with you, they will sit down with you and tell you, directly, and without mercy. It can be vicious. If they felt wronged, they will let it all out. And then, like a sunrise after a stormy day, the next morning everything will be fine. They won't bring it up again, and they won't harbor it in their hearts. We Americans, of course, are different. We like to talk behind people's back, we make passive-aggressive comments, or just start avoiding a person. Perhaps you think you might be straightforward. Let me just say that it is on a different level when you are in equal relationship with a Haitian. It might shock you, but this is the culture. Haitians are not offended by this. I will see my friends nearly yelling at each other, and the next week, all is back to normal. In America, if I saw an interaction like that, I would assume the two would never speak again. Haitians appreciate directness. And in the opposite sense, Haitians detest one thing above all others, someone who brings up things from the past, holding something you did for someone in the past over their head, or nursing old hurts is a sure way to offend one of your Haitian friends. I've been warned against this over and over. But to see this, of course, you have to be in equal relationship. If you're in a hierarchy, you might never get the truth. Duetu santi upaka kupel jete. A finger may smell, but you can't cut it off and throw it away. This refers to family. In Haiti, as in much of the world, family ties are strong. A brother, a cousin, an uncle may not be a great person, but you can't throw them away. And in a society in which there is no social safety net and 90% of the population lives on the margin, the only way to avoid risk is by diversification. It's like the stock market. If you're saving for something important like retirement, you don't want to put all your money in just one stock. If that company goes bankrupt, you can't retire. Instead, you spread the risk over hundreds of companies, maybe a mutual fund. Even if one goes belly up, you're not ruined. Similarly, in Haiti, if every person in a family pools their resources and outcomes, there's less overall risk. 
If you're by yourself and say you get into a disabling motorcycle accident, you're likely to be unable to pay the hospital bill, and thus you will not receive care and likely die. But if instead you're in a risk-sharing group, aka a family, one person can get sick and the rest will chip in. Families are the best risk reduction organizations in the developing world. Proverbs are found all throughout Haiti. They, like the stories we Americans tell ourselves, help to make sense of the world and create social norms. Haitian proverbs are particularly rich. One thing I like about them is that they always use everyday common things, spoons, fingers, steel, and mountains, to express deep truths. And we've only touched the surface here today. But if you want to learn Haitian culture, reading the proverbs is a great start. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.